Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new review on the Sam Bissell podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And right now I'm going to be doing a review for Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which stars Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Glazer, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, Jaiman Hansu, and Rachel Zegler, and was directed by David F. Sandberg. You are very menacing. I just want you to know that. <laughs> A lot has changed in the last few years. The wizard gave me superpowers. Shazam! And then everybody got superpowers. Started from the bottom, now we're here. All right, here's the situation. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. The daughters of Atlas are coming to hunt us. Children stole the power of the gods. Shazam! You ripped it from our father's core. Okay, I feel like maybe I should be writing all this down. Give us the powers, child. Your world will not survive this. You want these powers? Come get them! Now, Shazam! Fury of the Gods takes place two years after the events of the first film, which came out in 2019, and it finds Billy Batson and his group of super family members basically just going around being superheroes and trying to do their best as they possibly can in the city of brotherly love, which is Philadelphia, and fight off crime and save people until these three goddesses, who are the daughters of Atlas, come in and basically want to avenge their father and take back the powers that they feel is theirs. And that is kind of the basic gist and setup for this sequel and I'm somebody who really loved and enjoyed the first Shazam film. I love the concept where it's basically what if the film Big were to basically be mixed up as a superhero basically and I loved the kind of dynamic of Asher Angel, Zachary Levi being a kid version of Billy Batson, an adult version. I felt like they really balanced that very very well in that component. I really liked some of the, the humor but I think they mixed in some great emotion when it came to Billy being an orphan and finally finding this foster family which turns into his real family and this film kind of sees him trying to hold that all together and so I really enjoyed what the first Shazam brought especially within a kind of DCU at the time that felt very much like it was discombobulated, disconnected, and they were basically just trying to make great individual films. And I think very much so the first Shazam is a great individual film within the pantheons of the DCEU. They had really cool kind of connections and ties to Batman, The Flash, Aquaman, Superman, and of course the headless known cameo at the end of the first Shazam. So I think all that really peppered throughout it, really brought this great balance to that first movie. So I was very much looking forward to this second film because of how much I enjoyed the first one and seeing if they're able to do what a sequel should do, which is remember what worked beforehand, amplify it, but don't go over the top and expand it too much and expand the mythology and the world and the characters at the same time. And I think overall they did pretty much that, but still took a few missteps in what I thought otherwise was still a very good follow-up to the first Shazam film. And again, it has its stumblings, but there's a lot more positives that outweigh the negatives. And to get into some, a lot of the positives that I really took out more from this film than the negatives, but some of the things that I really did enjoy that I think they really kind of carried through or they tease a little bit in the first film, but really 
expanded on very, very well, and I thought was the highlight of the entire film, was the dynamic of the Shazam family. I think introducing that at the end of the first film teased wonders for what they could do in future installments of this franchise, and very much in this sequel, they capitalize on that. I love the chemistry between the kids themselves, but when they do Shazam and they become these adults, I love the dynamic between those actors and their chemistry as a family as well. I felt that kind of camaraderie, that chemistry work really, really well. So whenever they were on screen together, I wanted to see more of it. And when we got it, it very much was the highlight for me of the entire movie. And I very much loved every single interaction that they had with one another and trying to destroy the dollars of Atlas, save Philadelphia, save humanity. I really enjoyed what they were able to do with their dynamic and to continue that from the launch point of the first film. When it comes to the villains, I really did enjoy Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, and I remember when they were first cast and thinking to myself, you would never see these two esteemed actresses be in a comic book film like this, but because of the success and the wave of in the rise of popularity of this genre, I think you're seeing a lot more esteemed A-list legendary performers come into these franchises and take a crack at it. And Helen Mirren is somebody who has kind of slowly started to get into these franchises, whether it be this or even the Fast and Furious franchise, it seems like she's more open to doing this kind of stuff and is having a lot of fun doing it and very much so you see that enjoyment come through in this performance. I love the dynamic between her and Lucy Liu as the villains. I thought they were kind of intimidating, menacing, and brought a different dynamic that I don't think we've really ever seen from villains before, whether that be from Marvel or from the DC Universe. And so I really liked the them being formidable villains as the daughters of Atlas. And I'll get to the third daughter of Atlas in a little bit unfortunately she's more in my negatives but I'll get into that in a little bit but those two I really liked what they were able to bring to the table another kind of chemistry related thing that I really enjoyed about this film was the dynamic and the unexpected dynamic and not to get into any spoilers but the chemistry between Jack Dylan Grazer who returns as Freddy and Jaiman Hantu who returns in this one as the wizard and again not to get into any story details but when they interact with one another they deliver some great comedic points that I think were the highlights of the entire film. And if they just made a solo spinoff of just those two characters, I would be game for it because when they're together, they really do perform some awesome scenes and some great magic all together. The action is also something that I really wanted to point out. It was definitely kind of bigger in scale like you want to see in a sequel, very more epic in its size and its scope and scale and kind of bringing it to the city level. And again, in the first Shazam film, felt very more kind of contained and and limited, but this one because again of the of the budget, you're able to see that a little bit more and I actually enjoy that part of it, especially in the third act when you see the big epic battle kind of come into place and you see some of that in the trailers. I think they really kind of delivered on that. And another aspect that sometimes can either be either good or bad, it's kind of a coin flip. It turned out to be really good this time around, and that's the CGI. And it looked very realistic to me. And when it comes to kind of these creatures, when you're dealing with gods and monsters and you're diving into the subject material, again, it can be a flip of a coin. It can go either way. And it came out on the positive side this time around. I really did like the the monsters that were invoked in this one. And I think it it comes as a great momentum coming from the first film where those kind of monsters 
characters tapping into David F. Sandberg's horror background were very much terrifying. And when the monsters come to play in this one, they're equally as terrifying as they were in the first film. I think bring a level of of ferociousness and kind of a threat level that really worked in that third act. And then to kind of go to the end real quick, if you do want to stay after for the post credit scenes, I really enjoyed both of them. Now, again, whether they lead to something down the line, who knows because of the up in the air flux of DC's future, especially with new leadership and James Gunn and Peter Safran. But the post credit scenes that we do get, especially the mid credit scene, I thought was the strongest out of the two are very enjoyable, a lot of fun. And again, they're major plot points to what could have been potentially what could it be something that we actually see come to fruition? I do not know, but I really did enjoy the two that really came in the end of this film. Now to get to some of the negatives, because again, I enjoy this film, but it didn't come out unscathed. There were some bumps and bruises and some points that really kind of slowed down my enjoyment of the film. And going into the third daughter of Atlas, and again, this brings me no pleasure to say because I love Rachel Zegler to death, even though she's been in just now two movies her first film of course was playing maria and west side story and i thought she crushed it she's gonna be a a superstar i think she's an amazing talent she's got great films already lined up in both hunger games and snow white in the next year and the next even couple of months with hunger games unfortunately for her character of of anthea I, I don't think it was necessarily her. I just think that everything surrounding her character was just poorly conceived. I thought her dialogue was poorly written, especially when seeing Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. I thought they were given good dialogue, and I think they executed very well on their dialogue and what they were given. And so, and, and even the other characters, it wasn't like everyone's dialogue was, was wooden, but for some reason with hers, it just didn't, whenever she was saying something, it just kind of felt off a little bit. Like it wasn't genuine or just didn't, it needed some more thought process to it. And I thought overall the character just wasn't as compelling. I felt like really if you were to take her out, I still feel like the other two daughters of Alice were just as compelling on their own and threatening. So I understand why she was there and what her purpose is in the movie. I just felt like they could have given her more to do. And especially with a talent like Rachel Zegler, I think there was room for more and an opportunity to really capitalize on her talent and what she is able to bring to the table. I thought some of the comedy was hit or miss. And I think especially coming off of the first film, I thought it was a great balance of injecting some good humor, especially with the chemistry between Asher Angel and Jack Dylan Grazer or Zachary Levi and Jack Dylan Grazer. I just felt like there was a lot of other comedy here that it, 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 it some of it very rarely hit for me. And when it did it again, it was the, the, the Freddy, the wizard dynamic, everything else just felt jarring and, and off and didn't really hit with a good punch. And I think that kind of goes into my overall sentiment of the film, where again, very good film, I enjoyed it, but it it just lacked some of the magic of that first movie that just wasn't there in this one. And I think it, it had to do with, again, some of the pairings that we didn't see in this film, all that much that worked in the first film that I wish we saw more in this one, whether it be with Billy and Freddy or some of these other characters. I think the, the big me superhero concept 
that they utilized really well in the first film just didn't come across in this one. It felt very much more 90-10% focusing on the superhero aspect than the kid aspect, and I felt like some of that was lost in this one, and I would have liked more of a balance to see what it's like for all these kids that are kind of working and, and utilizing these powers and what they're going through as kids along with Billy. And I, again, I would have loved more Asher Angel in this one. Again, it's very much more of Zachary Levi Shazam than it is Asher Angel's Billy. And I just felt like the dynamic in that one was, was off a little bit. And I think overall, when, when the serious stuff works and they hit on kind of the foster system and, and Billy aging out of it and what's going to happen to this family, I think when those moments hit, they really do hit very well. And especially in the third act, there's this big emotional arc that happens that I think works really, really well. And I wish just I got more of that in the beginning of the movie. They hint at it here and there, but I would have loved to see more fully fleshed out in the film overall. So there were some things that I thought could have been improved on a lot that would have made this, I think, jump up a little bit more of a letter grade. But again, I thought this was a very good film. I enjoyed it as a worthy sequel to the first Shazam film, even though it had a few mishandlings along the ride, but still, I enjoyed it. I think this is a fun entry in the DC universe, in the Shazam franchise. I would definitely love to see more from these characters. Whether we get them or not is another topic entirely, which I'll probably sure get into on other editions of the Sam Bissell podcast, but for this film alone, I enjoyed it. Wish they could have improved on some things, but overall, I'm going to get it a letter grade of a B. So what did you guys think of Shazam! Fury of the Gods? If you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it, let me let let me know your thoughts about the film down below in the comment section. i really like to know what you guys think. And with that down and out of the way, that will do it for this review on the Sam Bissell Podcast. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on here, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, make sure to check out goal-driven professionals, geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. Also, make sure to check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also, along the way, make sure to check out these other amazing shows on the podcast solutions, such as Wrestle Ad Radio, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Bissell Samuel. That's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L. And also on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this review. And until next time, keep on screening. We end this now. We do. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here.